Hey, Scott and John here with Bible Mysteries. We want to thank you for being a listener, but we'd love to invite you to become a subscriber. Absolutely. This will only help us to expand the amount of people that we're able to reach and show the secrets in the Bible that the world doesn't want you to know about. That's right, John. And if you subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast, you get some great benefits. Access to every current episode, the full thing, even with our interviews and any special events we do. Plus, we have downloadable show notes. We have our community forum and Slack that you can join. And we have our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter. So for just $7 a month, you can help support us get the word out and defeat the satanic global elite. To subscribe, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Bible Mysteries. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? You're listening to episode 116, Extra or Ultra Terrestrial, Part 2. Now here are your hosts, Scott and John. Hey there, welcome back to Bible Mysteries Podcast. I'm Scott Mitchell. And I'm John Potts, and this is the show that talks about things in the Bible the world does not want you to know. Absolutely, John, and we are going to talk some more about things related to extra or ultra terrestrials. Okay. I'm going to continue our series on this. I think it started out pretty fascinating to me. It was a a great podcast. Hopefully people are still around. Yeah, I hope we didn't (laughs) scare them off there. Uh, But yeah, I think we're finding that more and more people are asking these questions. Yeah. And they're really looking for answers, and most of the... Most of the world that um, maybe is open to considering these type of things, there's a lot of kooky things out there. Yeah. And so if we're going to discuss it and look at it as a spiritual phenomenon, let's give the Bible answers for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So there's a little peace, a little get, comfort. Get rid of what our government calls the disinformation. Oh, right gosh, yes. <laughs> And, you know, we discussed something last time that's uh, a little bit, um, the the term is cognitive dissonance. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to come back to that maybe and discuss it in just a moment. But before we do that, um, I want to just, again, give a shout out and thank you to all the subscribers. We're growing. It's a slow process. And we appreciate, we want you to know, we appreciate how much you mean to us by subscribing. Your uh, subscription allows us to fund what we're doing here, mm-hmm. to the research, the other things, to to keep the, as L.A. Marzulli likes to say, i got to pay the light bill, you know. Yeah. And so what we're trying to do is get to the point where some of these interviews we'd like to do, I'd like to do in person. Oh, absolutely. You know? And so the travel expense <clears throat> of that versus a Zoom meeting, which I, you know, grateful that Zoom is around, but frankly, uh, it's not the same as being in person. So... So there's a couple of things that relate to that. First of all, a shout out and thank you to some new subscribers. And we're going to start with these. We try to do 12. Seekers. Seekers, Seekers not That's, subscribers. I'm right here. i got to get that <laughs> stuck in my head now. It's a, uh, By the way, our subscribers are the ones that suggested the term yeah. seekers. Uh, enough of them did to where we saw, well, clearly there was a, 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 a majority that liked that term. Yeah. So that came from you. And we want you to know how much we value your
your input. So your suggestions, your thoughts, your questions, uh, those help drive this podcast. That's just as much a part of this as what we do. Yeah. Absolutely. So please keep those coming. And for the 12 new seekers today, we want to shout out to Michelle M., to Tracy C., Charles H., Janice W., Steve A., Carol G., John V., Mike L., James P., Jeff F., Richard D., and Ralph K. And for all of you guys, thank you so much for subscribing to Bible Mysteries. We appreciate you, and uh, hopefully quite a few of you that had the opportunity to join us in the month of November were able to do so and take advantage of the book giveaway. Yeah. Gary Miller's book, Creation, and uh, we'll, uh, if you haven't already received your book, make sure you're reaching out to us with your information for shipping. Uh, you can always contact us at unlockthebiblenow at gmail.com. We want to make sure we get that book to you. But thank you, thank you for subscribing. And also, John, lest we forget, we've got an event coming up. Yep. Next year, we're going <clears> to, <throat> we don't have a title yet for it. We're working on some titles. And the reason why is because, you know, the podcast Blurry Creatures came up with a really clever name for their conference. Blurry Con. Blurry Con. Yeah. I love that. So kudos to those guys because that that's brilliantly genius. <laughs> uh, I think so. Um, so we're going to try to come up with something similarly catchy as that. But for now, it's a Bible Mysteries uh, conference. But uh, whether we have a catchy title or not, we've not. We've got a great guest. Well, we have a lot of great seekers out there, True. right? That follow the show, and uh, we'd love your input. Yeah, so you got a great idea cool. for a name. So the centralized theme around this conference is going to be the seven seals in the Book of Revelation. That's so right. That can kind of lead us down towards some names. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That could the, the topic that we're going to discuss there, plus any any topic questions you might submit to us, we'll consider yeah. for uh, for the conference as well. But you know, incorporating anything to do with Bible mysteries, seeking seekers. Uh, the seven seals of revelation, you yeah. know, the only thing I don't think we should call it is Ryan con, you know, <laughs> because as much as Ryan might like that, <laughs> I know he's too humble. He would yeah. never, he would never go for that. But Ryan Titterson yeah. will be our guest. And, uh, while he's going to be the feature speaker as well as myself, uh, we're going to discuss the seven seals and other subjects that you might present to us. And it's going to be January 22nd. It's a Sunday. And we're going to have it in a cool little theater called the Texas Theater in Seguin, Texas, which is just a few miles east of San Antonio. Uh, and we're going to have advanced ticket information for you very soon, if, if not by now. Maybe yeah. it will be out there. Uh, we're also going to be offering sort of a VIP uh, pr a purchase price for those that might want to come to a reception early, yeah. meet and greet. You get to meet John, see this handsome guy here, uh, shake his hand, Ryan, maybe get some books signed yeah. uh, by Ryan. And of course, I'll be there to help out in any way I can uh, and give tips on what to do with a balding head or <laughs> something to do like that. But uh, anyway, um, look for that and we'll be announcing it, making advertisements for it, posting yeah. it on, on social media. So and, and not only are you going to have yourself and Ryan, I'm going to be the master of ceremony, so yep. I'm going to have to apologize in advance for, all the, <laughs> for all how much we stumble through this whole thing. <laughs> I don't believe that for But between minute. you and Ryan, you're going to you're gonna have great discussion, right? But then the audience is also going to have the opportunity to present questions as we go That's along. That's right. 
Yeah, uh, they, we're going to have a mechanism for you to actually put questions, uh, submitting them to us in real time yeah. um, during the thing. Because sometimes when you're hearing something and a question pops up, mm-hmm. you don't want to wait till the end to write it down. And so we'll have somebody that can field those questions for us. And then John will a- ask us and read them out to us. So really want to get you guys involved. This is a community. We want to get you in yeah. being a part of this. And uh, we'll have some shirts, perhaps, with our logo. Uh, some other, you know, merchandise, perhaps, to help uh, yeah. defray the costs. Uh, we need to pay for the venue. We need to pay for the—we're going to mm-hmm. film it, and we're going to make some um, CDs available. So that costs money. Yeah. Lighting, sound, uh, video cameras, and whatnot. And then, of course, we want to cover the expenses of travel for our guests. And by the way, I want to mention Bible Mysteries is a nonprofit organization. True. So we're not in this to make money. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Um, so obviously, all the seekers who sign up on a mm-hmm. month-to-month basis, we use that money for upgrading equipment, yep. buying an ca- uh, upgraded camera, so we can only make the show better. Yeah. And then this conference is the same thing. That's exactly right. right. We don't, we're not trying to make money off of this conference. If we do turn a little bit of a, call it, quote-unquote, profit, it's a nonprofit. We're yeah. going to put that back into the show to Absolutely. grow it so that we can reach more people. Because that's what this is truly about, right? It really is. reaching is. more people. And if you don't know, and I, I apologize if I'm telling people something that's clearly obvious to everybody else, for nonprofit organizations like this, we, we're not... We can't legally, you know, take a bunch of money and and hang on to it. Uh, the whole reason it's nonprofit is because the funds that come in need to go out to yep. the operation. Yep. So it's not like we're taking your money and, and buying gold bars or something. You know, we're we're not doing that, and we legally can't do that. What we're doing is putting those funds into the ministry because we're required yep. to do so. So it's not like we're saying, oh, we want to we want to do this podcast and we, we're going to get rich because that's not going to happen. Uh, nobody ever got rich on a podcast well, except been, maybe Joe you've Rogan. You've been a Bible teacher for 40 years. You haven't gotten rich yet. <laughs> you, you know, strangely enough, it hasn't happened yet. You'd think it would have by now yeah, because I'm just that good, right? <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I think, like I said, Joe Rogan may be the richest podcaster out there right yeah. now, and but he's not a nonprofit. Huh? You know, he's a corporation now. So uh, so we're very different. We're trying to get some information out, but we're going to use the funds that come in for the furtherance of this truth. So we appreciate your support on that. And with that being said, John, back to extra or ultra terrestrial part back two. So, yeah, we left off discussing this paper by Dr. Putoff, which is uh, going to be available again in the show notes. You can go to the link and read his journal, uh, excuse me, ultra terrestrial models. That's the word, not journal, model. And we're discussing this idea that he's posing, which is, is this phenomenon of activity of unidentified aerial phenomenon, mm-hmm. alien abductions, cryptids, you know, we discussed yeah. last week, all that. Are they, uh, are, are we truly doing a good job of looking for forensic evidence? Okay. And we're saying, okay, we'll use your terminology, your hypotheses, your thoughts, and we're going to say, yes, we've got some evidence in the scripture. And since he doesn't want to, he will not dismiss spiritual ideas as possible okay. explanations for these. And we're saying, then here they are. These are spiritual phenomenon, and it's found in scripture, and we've got some answers for you. So that's where we're approaching okay. this awesome. subject matter. Now, so still in the paper, and this would be, for those of you that may want to look at the paper, which is a PDF you can download, we're going to go to page... Um, Let's see if I can find it here. Uh, we're, we'll, we're still in the background, uh, so let's see. I'm not doing a very good job of finding this. Um, 
Well, okay, forget it. I won't give you a page number because <laughs> I can't seem to find it now. Uh, what, what I call it background is just not showing up for me. It's not standing out. But I'm citing something that you can look up if you want to from Dr. Pudoff's paper. And he asks, are institutions such as governments truly that much more knowledgeable than we are, even if only in certain protected domains? Or are they essentially in the same position as we are, give or take some hard data in hand? In other words, he's saying, with all this phenomenon that's going on, are the, is the government in on it and they're hiding it and keeping mm -hmm. us from knowing the truth? Or are they just in the dark like we are and they're lying and saying, we don't know what it is either, but we're not going to tell you we don't know. So the latter sounds kind of far-fetched to me. Me too. What is your reasoning? Well, if, if they are in the dark and they're like, well, we're all in this together, we don't know what it is, then they would be much more open to talking about it I would agree instead of suppressing the information, right? I would completely um, agree with I that. think that they are suppressing the information because there's a much darker agenda behind the UFO phenomenon. I agree. And if we look at terrestrials, everything. Though. Absolutely. Yeah. If we look at it historically, you know, since we know that Satan is limited in what he can do, and man was given dominion of the earth, then yeah. him operating through human proxies like government, yeah. secret societies, satanic global elite, whatever you want to call them, that to me gives evidence that governments are aware of the UAPs yep. and abductions and perhaps are even sanctioning it, you know, like that whole yeah. myth about Dwight Eisenhower. Yeah, yeah. And it may be true. It may not be a myth. But more importantly, the global leaders are themselves deeply connected to and controlled by spiritual wickedness. And Definitely. that's that brings me back to that term I want to talk about, cognitive dissonance, because that's a term that is truly describing what's going on. Uh, we'll get to some scripture about it in just a moment, but this is just a psychological term, or a, it's not a psychological term. It's a term of, of I don't know what you want to call it. But the, the idea is... Our brains are wired in such a way that we can't have two conflicting ideas at once. We, we need harmony. Dissonance is the opposite of harmony. Yeah. And actually the word, the, the, the antonym of dissonance is consonance. Okay. So, for example, in music, this, this is an easy, uh, since it's an abstract concept, I'm going to give a concrete example. Okay. So in music... You can have a song and you want it to end on the chord that is the key the song is in. Okay. So a good example is like when the Beatles first came out, they would end every song with bow do 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 boom. Mm -hmm. And it would be that six chord that just sort of went, ah, that's the end of the song. And you and they would, you know, be glad, whatever they would say, uh -huh. you know, yeah, 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 yeah. And that resolved. It brought the song back to square one. Yeah. And your brain goes, I get that. That's the end. Yeah. If they were to end in a different chord, the dominant seventh chord or some of the chord in the scale, then your brain goes, wait a minute. That doesn't sound right. That You can't end there. You're yeah. leaving me hanging. Yeah. And it's got a term in music. It's literally called in music theory a deceptive cadence. Okay. Because it doesn't give you the fin finality. It doesn't give you the ending you want. It, and it's a, it's an effective musical tool, but it's very jazzy. It's offbeat. It's that, it's that flatted five harmonic thing that goes, <laughs> that sounds weird to me. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't resolve. It doesn't bring... Constant, yeah. you know, consonants. So dissonance, opposite of consonants. And music can be dissonant and very abrasive and grating. Mm -hmm. So can thoughts. So can ideas. 
So if I say to you, you know, uh, the government is lying to you and they have been manipulating your brain and uh, indoctrinating you with satanic ideas, but you've been raised to think George Washington chopped down the cherry tree and he mm -hmm. could not tell a lie. And your brain wants to believe that the government loves you, is looking out for you, wants your best interest. A socialist, yeah. a, a democratic, liberal thinking person yeah. believes government is the answer. They're the savior. They're the, need, they love you. We they need want, more of it. We need more of it, right. And then a conservative is saying they're not to be trusted. They're yeah. wicked men. They're as fraught with, with uh, uh, sin as we are. Uh, they're to be shackled, not to be trusted, which our founding fathers believed. Yeah. That you shackle them with the change of the Constitution. You may go this far and no further. And the people that love government say, no, we want to go further. We want to give them all the power. Yeah. You'll own nothing and be happy, you know, World Economic Forum. Yeah. So that's cognitive dissonance says, I can't accept the fact that there are elected officials that don't have my best interest at heart. So I'm not going to believe you. You're a conspiracy theorist. You're mm -hmm. a kook. You're a right-wing extremist. You're a whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're going to call you names. Yeah. A racist, you yeah. know, yeah. whatever. So cognitive dissonance can be applied to all kinds. of Christians have it. You know, they don't want to accept the fact that there's spiritual wickedness in high places. So they dismiss this as, oh, they're just not living right. Yeah. Never. They can't allow for demonic activity or spiritual influences governing or guiding people and misleading them down the path. Yeah. So we have to realize that if we are not going to allow for a... Uh, a spiritual explanation for things, then cognitive dissonance is governing your thinking and you're never going to get to the truth. It's a tool Satan uses to keep you in the dark. Yeah. Really, that's what it comes down to. So let's go to Romans chapter 1. Now we'll get hmm. to the Bible. That was just a, a, a technical explanation I needed to get out there. And you can certainly research the term cognitive dissonance if you want a deeper and better <laughs> explanation than I just gave. But Romans chapter 1 gives a picture of humanity in its approach to God. And no one is immune to this. It doesn't matter in humanity whether you're an individual, a group, a community, a city, a state, a nation, a government. You fall into this category. Okay. So verse 21 says, Because that when they knew God, talking about humanity, they glorified him not as God, Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise, which the world does today. Yeah. They became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, idols, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Think of the pantheon of gods of the Egyptians or yeah, the exactly. Aztecs, whatever. Verse 24. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature, that which is created, more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. And I want to emphasize the term that God gave them up to unclean, uh, uncleanness. In other words, mankind, through their leaders... Because men have always had leaders, mm -hmm. kings, emperors, governors, whatever. Mankind, through their leaders, turned from God to worship the creature. 
They formed occult societies to hide their evil deeds from the uninitiated. Yeah. And so we don't want to accept that. We don't want to believe that there's really a secret cabal of people running the show behind the scenes. Because it's too horrifying to consider. And that they are involved in worshiping Satan through child sacrifice and pedophile rings. But it's real. Yeah. But of course it's hidden. Of course it's a cult. They're not about to let on. Because if we saw that, there would be such revulsion, we would, there would be a, a civil war. We, 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 would, we would storm the castle. Yeah. You know, there would be a Bastille Day in Washington, D.C. And we'd try to stop what they're doing, which is the hidden things. Yeah. The occult is the hidden, right? Absolutely. Which it would is offend, what they are doing. It would offend every one of our sensibilities of anybody that's normal, yeah. you know, and, and has a conscience. So because we can't con- conceive of that, we, through cognitive dissonance, dismiss it as hmm. conspiracy theory. It's a kook. It's whatever. And yet they just continue. So they use that and they continue to do their evil deeds. So I would argue that, yes, government is certainly uh, been aware of these things. Uh, they know more than we do. They're hiding it from us. And there's going to be a time which it'll fulfill or come to fruition what their agenda is. And then the cat's going to be left. So do you think right. cognitive dissonance is more prevalent in government or in the church? In the church and in the society at large. Yeah. There's certainly people in government that are the willing accomplices and they know what's going on. Yeah. But there's plenty that have cognitive dissonance that think they're doing good, but they're they're the unwitting pawns. Yeah. You know. And uh, and that's kind of, at every level, it's used in some way or form. It is, it is in fact, a tool of the devil. Well, and I, the reason I asked that and the reason I said the church is because it seems that the church, the modern-day church, has just turned a blind eye to this. Yeah. Like... To the point where they almost don't believe that it's as prevalent as it is, yeah. right? Because if you talk to our fellow Christians who are great people, right, and you start talking to them about how ingrained into our society satanic symbols are and Satanism and things like that, oh, they're like, oh my. either they roll their eyes roll and their don't eyes, want yeah. to hear about it, right? Or you're you're just one of those crazy, off going off the deep end Christians yeah. that just want to dive into that. You just need to focus on being good, and and it, yes, that's a good message. Don't get me wrong. Right. You do need to be a good Christian and and of follow course. the teachings, but you also have to recognize what's going on around you, which is the indoctrination of our children and the school yeah. system, our entire society. Right. You could go on and on. Right. Yeah. Our entertainment. How, how many parents look at the games their kids are playing? Oh, absolutely. And what they're being taught: the violence, the bloodshed, the satanic symbolism. Yeah. Uh, watch any music video award or, or music videos, mm-hmm. and if it's not outright sexual exploitation, it's outright satanic symbolism. Yeah. You know, there's a reason. There's there's constantly seeing butterflies, monarch butterflies, uh, cat-like printed outfits, Yeah, you know, leopard spots, yeah. uh, one-eye sign. Yeah. Um, and then um, the transgender agenda yeah. is, like you said earlier when we were talking off, off the air, uh, Baphomet. Yeah. You know, it, it is absolutely the, the gender-blurring agenda has an aim in mind. It, they want our children. Yeah. They want to indoctrinate them and convince, and they're preparing that generation for this second incursion of mm-hmm. angels, for this coming deception that is going to cause men to uh, want to take this mark, yeah, the mark of the beast. Hmm. So um, going to Isaiah 24, we, we re- referred to this a few um, episodes back in our discussion concerning the unclean spirits, but uh, it's now being used to address the question about are the governments 
of the world uh, more knowledgeable about this phenomenon of unknown paranormal, um, whether it's UFOs, cryptids, um, you name it. And it's found in Isaiah 24, verse 19, where we read, The earth is utterly broken down. The earth is clean dissolved. The earth is moved exceedingly. This is a coming time of God's wrath, which he's going to pour out. And it's interesting to note that when God directly intervened with his wrath on the earth, you can mark the times in the Bible when it took place. Genesis 1, verse 2. Mm-hmm. The earth is without form and void. That's the result of wrath. There was a flood. Yeah. The first flood. What happened? A, an angelic rebellion, right? Genesis chapter 9, the flood of Noah. Yeah. God divinely intervened to destroy all flesh on the earth. What happened? Genesis 6, angels, incursion. Mm-hmm. They came down, took the daughters of men. Sodom and Gomorrah directly poured down fire and brimstone on the city. Was it just because the men of Sodom were homosexuals? No. What did they want to do? They wanted to have intercourse with the angels that visited Lot. Mm -hmm. You know? And they were well aware what they were doing. The Bible says in Jude they were going after strange flesh. There's a connection to angelic things there. Mm -hmm. Right? And then ultimately this wrath when God is going to do it. And look what he says. In verse 20, the earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard and shall be removed like a cottage and the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it and it shall fall and not rise again. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall punish the host of the high ones that are on high. That's the angelic spiritual realm there that's influencing man and the kings of the earth upon the earth. There's the governments. They're in collusion. He's going to punish both groups, and they shall be gathered together as prisoners are gathered in the pit and shall be shut up in the prison, and after many days shall they be visited. So there's an alliance of fallen angels and human leaders. Hence, we use the term satanic global elite. That's what that's all about. So I guarantee you, you don't get into high positions of power without agreeing to go through this angelic governance. They have control. And they are, uh, I mean, I'm not saying that everyone that ever got elected is satanic, but if they are righteous and they got elected, they are fighting an uphill battle yeah. because of the corruption in, in all government, mm-hmm. not just America. It's everywhere. Finally, we're still on this point about do the governments know more than they're letting us on, yeah. you know, letting us know. Revelation 17. And you'll see what this is going to culminate in. Why are the governments aligning themselves with satanic entities? Well, because they're all vying to be one of these ten kings. Hmm. Hey, hey, look, I want a piece of the action, is what they're saying. You know, so if they're, they're looking, if they are, they already disavow God. They already won't worship as worship Him as the Creator. So who are they going to align themselves with? Well, yeah. the creature. Yeah. So Satan is the creature. Look in chapter 17 of Revelation, verse 12. And the ten horns which thou sawest, there's an image here we're going to discuss another time, uh, are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. So the beast is the entity that's coming. He's Satan's child, Satan's offspring. These ten kings, these have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. So they're going to obviously have power and strength 
So the world's going to get dominated by 10 kings, and then they're going to turn that power over to the beast. Hi, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider being a full-time subscriber. We are going to use these funds to expand the message and get the word out about what's in the Bible that the world doesn't want you to know about. That's right, John. We appreciate you listening, but we'd love it if you'd subscribe. That way we can reach more people with the time we have left. So enjoy the rest of the podcast, but think about subscribing if the Lord puts it on your heart. To subscribe, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com. Thanks. These, verse 14, watch these kings, shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Can you imagine an earthly king believing he can fight against the creator of heaven and earth? No. Enough to make war with him? But uh, so there must be, and I'm that blows my mind that you just said that. But I'm also looking back where it says you saw us ten kings which have received no kingdom yet. So yeah. it's not like they're the president over the United States. Right. It could be that they're just uh, some ultra powerful human being, yeah. a billionaire, a trans human yeah. being, someone that owns yeah. all of the the communications in the world. That, right. So they don't have a kingdom. Yeah, but they're a king essentially because they. You know, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I believe that these 10 kings are going to be perhaps Nephilim kings. Yeah. Uh, hybridized, hybridized because, I mean, how do we how do we turn all these disparate nations into 10 kingdoms? Or how, yeah. how, will, how will they agree to serve 10 kings, you know? And then and to me, that's what this whole World Economic Forum Great Reset is all about. They're trying to set the stage to bring this to happen. Yeah. And the genetic manipulation and the artificial intelligence and, and all these things they're doing with experimenting with um, DNA yeah. uh, is, is leading to this. Yeah, Verse uh, 15, And he saith unto me, The waters which thou sawest, where the whore sitteth, and, and again, there's a, there's a vision here of this great whore uh, who's riding a dragon. Uh, the waters which thou sawest, where the whore sitteth, are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. This woman is on them, yeah. over them. She rides the dragon, which is Satan, she represents the mystery religion that's been around from the beginning. Yeah. And she's over the multitudes, peoples, nations, and tongues, which means that someone has always been able to govern them, manipulate them, control them spiritually. Yeah. And the kings, verse 16, and the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore and shall make her desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. Once she's done the job of bringing the world under control of the Ten Kings, then they're done with her. They're going to get rid of that religion that is all the religions that are false, and they're going to unite under the one religion of worshiping the beast. Yeah. For God hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. And the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. And, of course, she's called Mystery Babylon. Yeah. And ultimately, I think something's going to happen where uh, the the city that's going to rise over the kingdoms of the earth in the future is not New York. It's not London. You know, it's not Moscow or mm-hmm. Beijing. I think it's going to be apostate Jerusalem. Something's going to happen, politically speaking, where she, that city, becomes the, the financial capital of the world. 
and it's going to be through the Antichrist. Hmm. So it's an apostate Jerusalem. It's not God's think, people. It's you not don't God's think Jerusalem. it's an extraterrestrial city? I'm, I'm, I don't think it's an extraterrestrial city, although it could be. Yeah. It could be. Because, it, and you know, now that you mention that, John, that's an interesting thought. Well, because New Jerusalem comes from where? That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. an extraterrestrial city comes down. So what if this apostate it's a city, Babylon? Right? It's a city mothership. Here it comes, right? Oh, that's, ow, that's a fascinating thought. Yeah. Yeah, that could very well be. But, and it ties back to Babylon, Mystery Babylon. You know, it ties back to the Tower of Babel, where this original rebellion against God took place. You know what? That's an that's a great thought, John. I, I knew there was a reason why we hired and paid you so much. <laughs> I'm not being paid, by the way, for all you folks out there. This is a nonprofit. <laughs> I know. I'm just pulling his leg. No, there's a reason why John was just used by the Lord to say those words, because that's something I never considered, that this city comes down from heaven as New Jerusalem The, reason, the reason I thought Saying that as is a counterfeit. Be, be, because you, you're talking about these ten kings, right, which have no kingdoms, right, which lead <clears throat> me to believe that they are, like I said, humans or transhumans, whatever, Nephilim, who are in some positions of power, but they're not, they have no kingdoms, right? Yeah, these ten but kings. then they hate the whore, yeah. right, who is apostate Babylon, and they burn her with fire. Yeah. Is, is that a reference to weapons? Weapons attacking a city and the city yeah. is coming down? It's an extraterrestrial city yeah. that comes down? And, and it could certainly be a, a terrestrial to city. To put these ten kings into submission? Yeah. Is that correct? No, no, to, no. to destroy the, the, the whore, to destroy yeah. Babylon. In other words, it's, it's as though I, I've always looked at it as the mystery religion because the kings of the earth have been controlled by the ancient Babylonian religion for millennia. Yeah. You know, it's a satanic worship of the gods. And these 10 kings are going to rise to give global power to the beast and war with the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's like Satan has been using this religious harlot to bring the nations under the control that the 10 kings will ultimately take and then give their power to the beast. Mm -hmm. So there's a hierarchy of individual nations controlled by the whore ultimately being led to worship her and and you know uh, she controls all the financial systems eventually so that the ten kings can hmm. destroy her take her power so I've always looked at it as the religious aspect of things but I never considered it being a city that comes down and that that is Satan's counterfeit is always to emulate what God does yeah so it could very well be that it is like a mothership type city. Hmm. That's it's a, kind it's of interesting. interesting possibility. It would match the supposition that I have about the great deception being when the war in heaven casts the dragon and his angels down, they'll come to the earth confined at that point, and they'll say, well, we're here for you. Yeah. We're, we're your ancient alien forefathers. It's going to be a lie. Yeah. They're certainly yeah. not going to tell the truth. We got beaten in a battle with A. Michael. He whooped on us, you know. Um, go to Psalm 2. Okay. All the way back in the in the Psalms that David wrote, we've got a prophecy of the kings of the earth fighting against the Lord. So this has been planned, you know. So this is, you know, we're talking about do governments know something that we don't know? Well, they've been in collusion from the beginning for this. You know, Nimrod and his kingdom we've discussed before. Mm -hmm. uh, Babel it was opposition against God. We'll, we'll go into more details about that. But look in Psalm chapter 2, verse 1. Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed 
And the word anointed means Christ. Yeah. Or Christ means anointed. Yeah. Messiah is Christ, is anointed. It's the same. And what do they say? Verse 3, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Well, this is clearly, I mean, it, you could, it could be the Ten Kings. It could be government mm -hmm. in general that's always had the mindset of not believing and, and obeying God. Yeah. And we see that in our own government right now. You see the demonic direction that our leaders want to take. They don't care about you. They don't care about the repercussions of their actions. They're passing laws in violation of our Constitution. They don't mm -hmm. care. Mm -hmm. They want to destroy the country because they obviously are in line with Satan to bring about one of the Ten Kings. Yeah. You know? He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. In other words, God gets the last laugh. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. You think you've got a king. You're going to try to put the beast in charge. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got a city, Mystery Babylon, the mother of harlots, which is apostate Jerusalem, trying to emulate God in everything they do. But God says, I have a king, and I'm going to set him upon my hill in Zion, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I will declare the decree. The Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. That's fascinating to think that David wrote that, you know, thousand years before Jesus yeah. Christ. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Satan's not going to get control of the earth. Christ will, which is why he had to be incarnated as a man. Yeah. He had to die for, for sins, right? but so he could qualify for the inheritance, yeah. yeah. Thou shalt uh, break them, the nations, with a rod of iron, verse 9. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O you kings. It's like he's giving them one last chance. You've got one more chance. You know, you can, you can stop this. You cannot be in the wrath. Be wise, therefore, you kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. I just think it's a fascinating passage hmm. to see. It's, it's yeah. the attitude of government from the beginning, certainly the attitude of the final kings, the ten kings. Yeah. And it also might even refer to things that happen at the end of the thousand-year reign of Christ when there's that final rebellion, although I, I find it not, not as easy to, you know, Put yeah. that into the equation. Certainly in the time of Jacob's trouble, though, the seven years of tribulation. And then one last thing on this point about government. Go with me to Ephesians. And we touched on this the other day when we talked about the word media, right, <clears throat> in our study of the unclean spirits. And so in Ephesians chapter 2, we read in verse 1, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. And while Satan is the prince of the power of the air, I think about that term, the power of the air. Mm -hmm. And I think of air waves, yeah. radio, television, internet, communication, uh, even print media is now through the digital transmission. Yeah. Airwaves. Satan is the prince of the power of the air. There, there's a reference about him creeping into houses, leading captive silly women laden with sins. How does he creep into houses? Yeah, the you phones. Know, how many? The internet. Men, women, children. Yeah. Glued to the phones, glued to the TV, glued to the internet. And 
So I say that government, all governments, and their deep state uh, entities, uh, they have control over the airwaves, the media, right? Media, medium, Mm -hmm. plural. Uh, It's not a stretch to surmise that these agencies, these unaccountable, unelected bureaucrats of CIA, FBI, NSA, and who knows what else, BlackRock, you know, not uh, GMOs or NGOs. Yeah, NGOs. Uh, It's not a stretch to surmise that they're hiding the truth of what they're doing. Hmm. And the way they do it through the media is back to Operation Mockingbird where the CIA said, we're going to send our people in to control every form of media. You know Anderson Cooper, CNN? Yeah. Former CIA. Really? Oh, yeah. And that's blatant. That's the ones we know about, you know. Mm-hmm. They're all controlled. Government, I mean, how do, they, how do they own these newspapers, television stations, local things? There was a, a video that came out not long ago where uh, local affiliate stations were all saying this script about, this is a threat to our democracy. And it was about misinformation. Oh, yeah. Do you remember seeing that? Yeah. And they showed one newscaster talking, and then they showed another one in another city, and you could match up the audio, and they all said the same. And then there were hundreds of them. It's programming. Like robots. That's programming, indoctrination. It's exactly what it is. That's also why... And I'm not saying Elon Musk is a great guy. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know him, and I don't yeah. follow what he does, right? But I know he just bought Twitter, <clears throat> and the entire media is going crazy yeah. about the fact that Elon, oh, man, this is going to tear down our democracy. Right. I mean, that's what they're saying. And by the way, to what you just said, they are all going to say the exact same message. This is the destruction of our democracy. Oh, they always this is do. The They're going to say it over and over and over because again. Because if you, it's uh, Joseph Goebbels or mm-hmm. whatever his name was from the Nazis. If you repeat a lie and make it big enough, people will believe yeah. it. Yeah, and they know that. That's the, it's the democratic playbook. It's the mm-hmm. socialist playbook. It's the uh, what is it called? Um, who's the guy that gave credit to Lucifer for being the the first rebel? Um, the uh, r- rules for radicals. By, um, I'm drawing a blank on his name now, Zelensky. Okay. Uh, a, a 60s radical communist. Okay. That all of the left follow. That is the playbook. Hmm. That's what they use to subvert governments and, yeah. and to oppress the people. So Satan's behind every bit. Of it. He actually gives credit to Lucifer in, in his dedication to the book, he says, hmm. right, to, to Lucifer, the first rebel. Wow. You know, who would who would give credit to that? But somebody controlled by Satan. You <laughs> this know? guy. Yeah. And I hope I'm not saying his name right. I think it's it's uh, Saul Zelensky or something. Alinsky. Saul Alinsky. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Rules for radical. Now, so in this paper, extraterrestrial models. Uh, the last point about the background I want to cover. Okay. And we'll end this before we get through it all. So there'll definitely be a part three. So we, we might just keep you hanging for another couple of episodes on this. But he states, or he suggests that there are additional options for hypotheses of uh, what these things could be that have gone relatively unsearched. Like we haven't really dug in to look for forensic evidence in these areas. Yeah. All right. And he says these include such categories as a hidden community of ETs or gods. Okay. So they're among us? Yeah. Okay. They're among us, possibly stranded here millennia ago, a la the uh, Zechariah Sitchin's Earth Chronicles series. In other words, he, okay. he gives credit to some people that have been posing this hypothesis, not something he came up with on his own. Okay. 
Uh, isolated remnants of a pre-diluvial high-tech society, such as the Atlantis myth. Okay. Okay. Or an ancient occult group who happened to stumble on new energy sources and control of gravity, including a post-World War II covert cabal of the military-industrial complex variety, and he references Dolan's breakaway civilization concept. There's a lot to chew on in that paragraph. A lot paragraph. to chew, big time. <laughs> Holy cow. And I, I contend all of the above. Yeah. And that all of that can find, if not most of it, all, if, if not uh, most of it, uh, all it of it, at sounds, least most of it. I agree with that. It sounds like all of those topics, and it looks like there's four of them there, yeah. four main topics. Could maybe. be tied back to They're satanic They're all tied spiritual. together. Yeah. Um, so we're yeah. going to go ahead and break those down, and I think what we should probably do is wait and start breaking them down for next episode. Because okay. we're only going to get into a portion of the first one before we're going to run out of time. Yeah, I mean, that one paragraph that we just went through is like, <laughs> that's a whole other hour-long podcast right there if you devoted 15 minutes to each one of those, and right? If I we mean, can even do it in 15 minutes. Is... So just to reiterate, we've got scriptures we're going to tie into these four points. Hidden community of ETs and gods. Okay. Pre-diluvial high-tech society, and we see evidence of that with you know on the earth anyway. Never mind the Bible with the monolithic structures like pyramids. Yeah, right. Um, the uh, ancient occult groups, which I promise you, the Illuminati, the Masons, all of that, Rosicrucians, uh, they've been around the, the the Club of Rome. They've all been around. They go back to antiquity, yeah. all the way back to the Tower of Babel. Right, so we'll find them. And then a post-World War II covert cabal. And you think, okay, now where are you going to find anything about that in the Scripture? Because it's in the modern era of the 20th yeah, century. Yeah. But we can find ties to that in the Scripture that alludes to it and references it to at least say that it's, it's um, credible. Yeah. It's a credible thing to look into. And then from there, you can take the evidence and look for or try to find the evidence that leads itself to what we were discussing earlier. The technology of the Nazis from World War II being brought over to the United <clears> States. <throat> and what's so fascinating about all that, and we'll close with this thought, is that we really almost lost World War II, the Allies. Yeah. The German technology was so far superior to us and so advanced that it's by the grace of God, you know, that we won. Yeah. Because as I stated, well, it was part of the overall plan, God's plan. Absolutely. God God so, knows what he's doing without question, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But um, I, there's different theories about what may have happened. And if it wasn't, one of them is that if it wasn't for Hitler's um, admiration of the foot soldier idea and boots on the ground, blitzkrieg type of attack, physically going into possession country, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, their rocketry capabilities alone could have wiped us out. Yeah, yeah. Their they, advanced missile technology. They were in possession of technology that yeah. obviously they did not develop on their own, but there one, you go. is one point, yeah, right? Yeah. And two, if they were able to have used it against the entire world, because I don't think that it was fully developed. I don't know right. for sure, but if they had been able to, then we'd all be speaking German right now. Exactly. So here's what I contend. I contend that as, uh, you know, uh, after the fact, when we went in and we learned they had all this advanced technology, so much so that our scientists could not understand the advanced level of thinking that their papers written out had. So they had to 
basically um, blackmail the scientists of the Nazis in the, in the Nuremberg trials to say, join us and give us the understanding and, and interpret this stuff, or you go to trial and we hang you. Yeah, that's, so, that's a post-war concept. Post-war concept. What, what about this pre-war <clears throat> concept? What if we saw that we didn't have the technology to keep up with them, right? Mm -hmm. And then principals in our government who are then being led by their masters, which are satanic masters, turned to those beings and said, whoever they're reporting to is giving them a technology that's going to wipe us out. And maybe the negotiation was done on a higher level than yeah. mankind. So well, that's where I was going to go with this. Okay, so my contention is, it's interesting to note that shortly after it was discovered that they had all this advanced technology at the end of World War II, we have something crash landing in Roswell, New Mexico, here mm -hmm. in the United States, and allegedly reverse engineered. Yeah. And then shortly thereafter may have been the agreement mm -hmm. in a covert government thing with the ETs yeah. saying, you can abduct our people, but we want the technology. Huh. Yeah. The Eisenhower myth. Another contract. Yeah. So it's pre and post yeah. World War. So it, all the way around, my point is. It's, it's no secret after the fact that not only did we discover that technology amongst the Nazis, but that Hitler and the hierarchy of the Nazis were steeped in Satanism and the occult. Then we got the brain drain, and we made an agreement. Mm -hmm. Logically, you conclude that we, too, have a secret group of satanic. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. uh, in our government. And, and so and if we if another power rises and takes over the United States, it's going to be the same thing with them, you know, whether it's China or what. The human proxies. So so I do believe there's a scriptural connection we can make to the post-World War II covert cabal and that they just came over here. They just switched sides. Mm -hmm. But the agenda was the same. World domination, <clears throat> world control, the spread of satanic delusion. Yeah, and ultimately, yeah. the, the government of the Antichrist. Fascinating Man, stuff. A lot of stuff to uncover here. Yeah, a lot of stuff. So at least one, if not two, possibly even three more episodes on this. Wow. Yeah. So thanks, John. Yeah, As absolutely. Always, thank effort. you for listening, and we hope this has been beneficial to you. I hope that it's given you something to think about. And ultimately, our aim is to bring people to a belief and understanding that there are answers in this book. Bible Mysteries is about revealing to you that the Bible has some answers that may be uh, available to you for the questions that you have because we live in a crazy time. Absolutely. And But it's always been that way. It's just getting worse. And we want you to know where you can go for peace and comfort and assurance. And the word is in this book. And the one who can provide it to you is Jesus Christ. So hopefully you'll see your need for him. And I thank you so much for joining us today. You take care. Thank you for listening today. If you like what you heard, share it with a friend. If you want to learn more, you can go to Unlock the Bible Now. That's utbnow.com. Hey, thanks again for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode, and we so much appreciate you sharing 
with others and your friends and tell them about the show. And we'd also love it if you'd one more time consider joining Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast as a subscriber. Absolutely. And keep in mind that your subscription helps us get the word out to as many people as we can possibly reach. So we appreciate you partnering with us. Don't forget, it's BibleMysteries.Supercast.com. And thanks again for joining us today.